It's gone. It's a grand slam. And that's the ball game. This is the Prospects Baseball Show, your inside look at the boys and girls of summer. Here's your hosts, Dean Millard and Jordan Blundell. Hello there and welcome to the Prospects Baseball Show. My name is Dean Millard and my good friend and pink friend, Jordan Blundell, the head coach of the Evan and Prospects and the assistant GM and my co-host is with me as well. Um, E.H. from last week on the video, uh, error on the host uh, <laughs> because I did not do it properly. So we finally do get to say the pink do. How uh, is it? Is it growing on you? Pardon the pun. Yeah, I, I love it. The, the problem is, is that I'm losing some of the pink through the shower and, oh. and they, they told me that would happen and. Um, I, I'm not probably taking care of the look as best I could as I'm inexperienced in this realm. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I love it. Uh, it's, uh, it, I've, I've got to tell the story a few times. I, I work some different, uh, camps for different organizations throughout the city and, mm -hmm. and greater Edmonton area. And, uh, you know, obviously it's, uh, why do you have pink hair? Uh, and some people already know why, and, yeah. and just an opportunity to tell people about the Children's Wish Foundation. So it's really cool. And that's who you're doing it for. It's the the Hair Massacre, and yep. um, you can uh, make donations. Uh, you can, uh, if, if you follow along at uh, uh, the Prospects uh, Baseball Club uh, Twitter handle, which is at EDM Prospects, or you go to Prospects Baseball Club. Uh, dot com. You guys got some cool stuff going on there. Some you and Homer, some cartoons. Well, I mean, this is all Homer's awesome. idea. Homer and I partnered up with this uh, to donate. You can go to hairmassacure.com. It's a play on words. Yeah. Um, go to the the donate. Click on that. Search Jordan. It's under Jordan for the Edmonton prospects. Any little bit helps. Ten dollars, twenty dollars, hundred dollars. Don't feel like you're limited to. That's right. A specific amount. Um, you know, a tax receipt if it's over $25. Yeah, believe, it's, so. it's, it's just about trying to do something cool for some kids that uh, could use some smiles and memories. So you and Homer working together, um, it, it's probably, you get to talk a lot more than you and I together because Homer just doesn't say a lot. Um, you get to control the conversation. Yeah, I kind of get to be the host finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You finally get a word in edgewise? Yeah, finally. I know Homer's great, man. Uh Homer's a part of this city, dude. He really is. Uh, there's so many people that have memories from when they were young that, that now they have kids that are young and and they've shared with us. They'd like for their kids to have the same kind of experience with Homer now as they did 20 years ago. So we've got a really cool thing coming up this summer. You do. It's uh, Saturday, July 18th. It's a call out to all kids to come and celebrate Homer's birthday party down Ooh. at Remax Field. It'll be free for kids to come down. It's going to be a fan fest. There's going to be lots of different activities going on, you know, like skeet ball and, and face painting and tattoos and um, all sorts of fun games everywhere. I can't wait. It's all to celebrate Homer's birthday. It happens to be, we're really lucky that Homer's birthday happens to be the same weekend as our all-star game. Oh my goodness. So Saturday is a Homer's birthday fan fest and derby that yeah. evening. Sunday will be the all-star game. Last year's all-star game was awesome it was it was just a great display of baseball 
it was awesome top to bottom. Um, if you were there, you understand what I'm saying. If you weren't, that's okay. You get a chance to come down this year. You know, my favorite Homer memory is the final Trappers game. Final Trappers game. We're there. I don't know if you remember this. It was pouring rain. The game got canceled. Oh, man. The highlight was Homer rounding the bases and sliding into a mud puddle at home plate. The cheer was ridiculous from everybody because we didn't get to see the ball game, but we got to see Homer slide it. And you know what? You know, Kids that went to Trappers games might not remember the players, but they remember Homer. Totally. He, he is. He's and it's baseball. great that you guys have kept him. Yeah, I know. It, uh, uh, it wasn't so much kept him. He wanted to be part of our family, uh, you know, and he was kind of twisting by the wind there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're a really open organization. We like everybody and everything. doesn't matter what you are. And we definitely have a spot for Homer to join our family. All right. So what we got going on the show today, Tyler Uremchuk is going to join us. Uh, he is, uh, of course, of TSN 1260, where uh, I used to work with him, had a lot of fun. He's got a lot of passion. He loves baseball. Uh, he hosted your games on ICU yep. video last year and did a great job. I, I got to do that job a few times when he was gone, and I loved it. Uh, I hope he takes more holidays this year so I get to fill in it's a fun even more because it's awesome. So he's going to slide by Podcast Alley and chat with us about baseball and uh, the prospects, his memories, things like that. Uh, we're also going to play Pepper with him. So you'll have playing Pepper uh, later this week with Tyler Uremchuk. Finally, the Mookie Betts deal is done. I mean, we, we signed off last week and it happens after we sign off and then it drags on and it finally happens. So we'll break that down. You have some player signings to tell us about. We are going to give you more details on our fantasy baseball league. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, and much, much more. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, here's how you do it. At Prospects Pod is our Twitter handle. Jordan is at Jordan Blundell 4 I'm at Duck Millard. You can get the team at EDM Prospects. And on Instagram, we're at Prospects Baseball Show. Same thing for Facebook. If you would like to email us, it's simple prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. And you got to head to our website for past episodes, prospectsbaseballshow.ca, and keep up with everything from the team at prospectsbaseballclub.com. And uh, you may be listening to us on uh, 12 Ounce Radio as well, 12OunceSportsRadio.com if you are. Thank you very much for doing that. All right, uh, before we get into the um, interview segment of the show, um, we have to go around the horn. Hey, bada, 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 so win, bada. Got him looking at the curveball. Let's go around the horn and get the big news in baseball. I put our logo up over that. I should just leave the camera up. And our antics during all our music intros are maybe more fun for the viewers. I'm a little bit of a dancer. You I like are. beats. I y- like you're beats. an actor. You're a dancer. <laughs> I mean, you are... Um, like you're, you got a little John Travolta in you, I think here. Hey, you Saturday know what? Night Fever. You know what? Uh, one of the one of the events we did preseason last year is uh, Coach Guzzo and I went to an improv night and we were guest judges. And we got comedy. Yeah, uh, down at the Citadel, and uh, we got introduced and like we're in the back, you know, with all the talent and there's people out there watching and they're intro- going to take us up on stage and introduce us and and we didn't know what was going to happen when we got there. Right. So now we're faced with, okay, we're going on stage here. So we put a little skit together and went out on stage. Really? I thought it was a great skit. We executed. Goose was super confident. We went and nailed it. And Were you nervous? No. No. 
there See, wasn't that there wasn't a big enough crowd for me to be worried and i knew what we had cooked up in the back there yeah was gold so you know, we were gonna nail it when i got into broadcasting and i've been in broadcasting for over 23 years i don't ever get nervous about you know this or when i was on tv or when i was on but the first time after i got into broadcasting i hosted a smoker this was in like 1997 i was so nervous because when you're on tv you can't see the people staring back at you from their living rooms when you're in an event you see everybody yeah. so i do get I, I actually for for the amount of times i've been on a mic or on tv or radio i get nervous about the actual public speaking so so the the in-game host at our ballpark is yeah. that a little different that's different because I'm just talking and I'm looking at a camera, right? Yeah. So the people that are around watching me, I, I don't really see them because I'm focused on that yeah, camera. When yeah. you're up at like a and podium, you're, you're when, like, when that's your yeah, focus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that guy's staring at me. That guy's, yeah. she's staring at me. So uh, good on you. All right. Okay. So this Mookie Betts deal is finally, finally done. Yeah. Um, and some, you know, it took, uh, some finagling some, what, what, some massage yeah what are your what's your thought process and uh, you know for anybody that's maybe unfamiliar with all the pieces of it it's price um bets and uh the dodgers to the dodgers yeah the dodgers are sending verdugo Ver, alex verdugo jeter downs jeter downs that's right and a catcher with the last name wong right to boston who, who can also play some other spots and the dodgers are getting some cash Dodgers are getting some cash, yes. Now, the Jock Peterson deal is done. The Kenton Maeda deal is still on. Yes. So Kent, Kenton Maeda is still part of this three-team deal. So the Red Sox get Verdugo, Downs, and, and Connor Wong. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dodgers get Mookie Betts, David Price, and Cash. The Dodgers and Twins are part of a separate deal where Bruzdar Gratterall is going to the Dodgers right. for Kenta Maeda. Which you really like. Which I think like that just made the deal even better for the Dodgers. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, this all got screwed up and somehow worked out that the Dodgers got even more talent. It's almost like they screwed it up themselves so they could get more talent. <laughs> Man, like... Bruce Dark Gratterall, like I, I'm a huge foul. I'll let it out. Like okay, he was, so tell us he about was my sleeper pick in fantasy. You're, I'm going up against you this year. All my fantasy buddies listening to this, I was taking him. I love Bruce Dark Gratterall. I think he's got a chance to be super lights out. He was part of the deal. I, I, can, I just can't keep it secret anymore. I, I really believe in this arm, this this player. Uh, his stuff is as good as anybody in in the major leagues. Um, and for the fact that the, the and I like Verdugo too, and mm -hmm. I think Jeter Downs has got a chance to be a good player, no doubt. And but you, what do you like better about? There's there's an aspect about Jeter Downs uh, that you, know, you the, like. That... I I just hope this script plays out that the Red Sox, that Jeter Downs has a 20 year career, and that the Red a flip Sox play maybe a flip play, a flip home play, play, you know, dive into the stands, some big time home runs Mr. in the November. month of November. Um, and that the Red Sox get their Jeter playing shortstop for 20 years. Isn't that crazy? Would that just be like... Like, it just seems weird that there's a Jeter playing uh, shortstop for the Red Sox now. You know, they've got Bogarts there, so we probably won't see Jeter down to at right. short. But we may, we may but see him... But at some point, he might. Yeah, and we may see him at second base this year, mm -hmm. like start breaking camp with, with, with the big club and, and mm -hmm. starting opening day at second But eventually, base. you think he'll move over there. Yeah, you know, that's, I would who, think who knows point, what yeah. the Red Sox are, are planning really, here. Yeah. Bogarts, can, you, can you figure out what the Red Sox are doing? Well, yes, they, they, they wanted to get under the luxury tax. They overpaid some players to go on the World Series run. They were successful. Yeah. Those players 
their level of performance has gone down considerably. So um, their their payroll doesn't reflect uh, the amount of wins they should have. Uh, they were a little bit lower than what they were projecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're over the tax threshold, which becomes a major issue the longer you stay above it. They had to reset that at some point. You know, correct, correction, they didn't have they to. They didn't have to because the Yankees don't. The Yankees are under it. They went and reset it a few years ago. Oh, okay. I yep. thought the so Yankees were still it. over it. No, they reset it. Okay, then I'm mistaken. Yeah, and, and the penalty gets stiffer the longer you're above it. So it was an issue that they had okay. to do this. Um, now, the, the the real question is, did you have to sacrifice one of the five best players in the game uh, to MVP a, from two years accomplish ago. this? Yeah. There, um, were, there were other ways they could have got around this. They, yeah. were, they were worried about the $400 million asking price that you say uh, Mookie Betts wants when he becomes a free agent. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Bryce Harper 13 at 330, so that's a starting point. You know, if it's an eight-year deal, a 10-year, a 12-year, 13, you know, you're looking at that AAV of 35-plus, um, and you know how contracts go. They're going to try and reset the value. Um, he's not Mike Trout, so... He probably ends up number two on the list of contracts. And yeah, for an organization that has endless resources like the Red Sox, for that to happen is, that's yeah, tough for their fan base. That's that's who I feel feel this for, their fan base. And that commercial, you know, the garden, smile pack. Like those fans Pappy? are, those, they're. You know Pappy lived here? They're diehard. And they lost their golden boy. Who would you pay more money to, Bryce Harper or Mookie Betts? Oh. I, like I'm a huge Bryce like, Harper fan. Trout so is number one. I, I would probably take Mookie Betts. You would take Betts because, over because Harper because uh, the the slight uh, he's slightly better athlete than Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. The athleticism is there. Uh, Bryce Harper is a pretty good defender. He's not going to steal the same bases. Um, he he doesn't run quite as well as Mookie Betts, but that's that's fine. Like he still runs better than a lot of guys. Um, Mookie's been maybe perhaps a little more consistent uh, over the last two, three years than Bryce Harper. Um, but I, we're flipping a coin here because I, I'm I'm in the we're camp. We're splitting hairs, dude. I, I'm a Bryce, Bryce Harper fan. Okay, so I'm a fan of this potential lineup for the Dodgers. Okay. Mookie Betts leading off. Yeah. Max Muncy in the two-hole. Redbeard, Justin Turner, three. And you got your MVP, Bellinger. A.J. Pollock hitting five. Seeger hitting six, Gavin Lux coming up at seven, and Will Smith, who went deep off, was it Verlander? No. He hit a bunch of bombs. Not Verlander, but he, he went deep in the playoffs. Yep. Um, that's a pretty scary lineup if you're an opposing pitcher. Yeah, that's, uh, they've like, got where, balance. They go right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. How does that rank down. with, you know, we, we talked about how good the Astros lineup was with Correa hitting seventh or eighth. Yeah, yeah no doubt. How does this uh, uh, compare, do you think? I think the Yankees are one, the Dodgers are two. Okay. Um, Yankees are going to bring back Andujar, who hit 30-plus as a rookie. <laughs> they don't even have a spot for him. Glaber is unreal. Um, you got Stanton and Judge in the outfield. Both guys are potential 50 home run guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Luke Voigt and what he brings at, at the first base position, some DH. Um, Gary Sanchez is a 35 home run hitting catcher. I, like and they didn't even lead the American League. The Twins did in home yeah. runs, which is crazy. But uh, the Yankees are super dangerous. A, a, a slight advantage to the Yankees, and maybe that's just that the evil empire. Um, 
I'm not a huge AJ Pollock fan. I don't think he ends up hitting five in that lineup. They're, they'll figure a different configuration. I think for me, that's the difference uh, is AJ Pollock versus what the, the Yankees have in their lineup. But I mean, that's really close. And then I think the Twins, Twins are in there. The Angels will be in there. Um, Houston's not far behind. Um, I, I think there's a downturn coming for the for the Houston Astros as they mm-hmm. maybe don't know exactly what's coming anymore. Um, yeah. Well, what about the Yankees? James Paxton uh, is out. Is out. Um, you know, the Yankees have a great lineup, but their staff is now a little bit uh, worrisome with some of some injuries that are piling up. You know, Tanaka's got the elbow are, issue. People are calling James Paxton injury prone now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been dinged up a little bit. Uh, nothing, nothing majors happened. Um, they, they've got they've built in some insulation there with getting Garrett Cole. They've got Severino. Yeah. They've got Tanaka. Yeah. They've got uh, J. A. Happ in your five. You know, and he probably he he's a World Series five. He's a three four on some other teams. Um, they've got some young arms coming. Sessa uh, and and there's a couple other guys that are that have been kind of quad A guys that have bounced back and forth. Um, their bullpen is dynamite, so mm-hmm. they, they don't have any issues there. Yeah, they'll miss Paxton. It, it's it's an embarrassment of riches. They are so deep that ball club um, that they're ahead of the Dodgers on the bump. So that's a concern. You know, that, you know, I 100 feel like the Dodgers could make a move when they need to uh, in the summer, and that's if Dustin Dustin May may be the next Walker Bueller, so well, he may uh, settle in and just be a, a complete stud. Right now, David Price probably slots in a number three spot. But that might not be the case as they head into the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's a great spot for him to start the year. Right. Um, it shelters some of the younger guys, Urias and May, and and yeah, because they're going to have. I think Urias is going to start in the rotation this yeah, year. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, spring. There's still some things to prove, but you know, he's got a leg up mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, not guaranteed like some of the other names there, but but definitely. But he's they, got, they're penciling them yeah, in. They, yeah. th- that's Not their in pen yet, yeah, yeah but yeah. penciled for sure. And and you know what? You start the veteran ahead of the younger guys and you allow the younger guys to compete and move up and mm-hmm. push a guy down. You know, it's, so it's a great situation for if them. If David Price is their number four starter going into the playoffs, I'm happy with that. If David Price is their number three starter going into the playoffs, I have some concerns. I know you do. Um, he, he proved himself with the Red Sox, uh, but I definitely... I, I hear your concerns. They're warranted. Um, you know, the Dodgers picked up a guy that's won, has been in some battles. He's been in the AL East his whole life. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, that's a good point, actually. That's a pretty deadly division. Uh, I mean, geez, you know, like there, there's home run hitters all over the place, yeah. uh, you know. And, and What about the ballpark for him? It's a good ballpark yeah. for him to go to. There's there's band boxes in the AL East, you know, balls jumping out of yeah. Fenway and, and Yankee. And, Yankee, and, the porch. Rogers, Skydome, you know, the balls jump over there. Mm-hmm. Camden, balls launch there. Uh, and then and you got Tampa Bay, who's just like, you know, a version of the Oakland A's. It just always finds ways to maximize and win games. And, you know, he's been in he's been in the the, the ringer there, you know. So it'll be a little bit of a breath of fresh air getting out to the West Coast mm-hmm. uh, and not have to go up against the juggernaut Yankees all the time. Doesn't so, have to face a DH now? Yeah, no, it's uh, his, his numbers will improve, you know, if he's healthy. I expect him to have a better year. Okay, so the the one part of this deal that fell through was Jock Peterson and uh, Stripling going to the Angels. That's not happening, uh, at least right now. Who knows if yeah. it ever gets yeah, revisited. But you have a destination for Jock yeah, Peterson I do. and Stripling. Uh, for, first off, I just want to touch on the Angels. Like I thought that was just a, a great move. Like They could use Stripling. Stripling's like a... 
a Swiss Army knife. He can start. He can relieve. He can go long. Veteran. A veteran and, and performs well. Just a really great piece to add to your 12 or 13-man pitching staff, which is exactly what Anaheim needs. They need to do kind of what the Jays have done and, and bring in some more established arms. Uh, so I, I love that idea that alone for the angels to get a serviceable big league arm because they need them and then to get jock peterson who destroys right-handed pitching uh to go in there and you know hit hit in front of mike trout you can get a lot of pitches to hit and rendon's there um that's that's just tough to see that that happened it was a, it was a great move by the angels i applaud their gm for for getting in there he got two pieces that he really really could need and and could use uh, and they let Cole Calhoun mm -hmm. go, and they were replacing him with a with an upgrade. Thirty six home runs from Jock yeah. Peterson last year. How many do you think he could hit batting in front of Trout? Yeah, he pushed forty. He could go to forty. Yeah, t totally. And he doesn't even doesn't even swing against lefties. Mm -hmm. Like that's big time power. Um, so that sucks for the Angels. That's too bad. Perhaps it gets revisited. But now that the deal is off, um, I'll give you a team I think would be a great fit for this edition. The Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. For me, all offseason, the goal should have been and, and was, because they signed Travis Shaw, was to get a left-handed bat to hit somewhere in the middle of that lineup to help the, help the right-handed kids go to work. Uh, their whole outfield's right-handed. You know, their projected three guys, Grichuk, T. Oscar, and Lourdes, they're right-handed hitters. Uh, Travis Shaw and Rowdy Telez are the, you know, the, the two lefty bats. And um, Shaw's coming off what is his worst year in professional baseball um uh, a two-time former 30 home run guy uh but but last year had made some adjustments in his swing and it didn't work and so he shuttled back and forth from triple a um, and rowdy Telez, which we're not sure what we're getting uh we've seen highs and lows from that young player uh potential still there to be awesome and could be you know a replacement for justin smoke in his best years that's what we hope as a blue jay fan but to get Jock Peterson and bring in Stripling, who provides more depth for that staff, it would be such a great move. The same for the Angels. I would love to see Jock Peterson in that lineup. And they're so right-handed that he could easily platoon with T. Oscar or spell Gritchuk or spell Lourdes on a day. Um, what a piece that would be to would be to add. Um, I'd be I'd be shocked if they if they didn't make a call to see if they could. You know, you're doing your due diligence. You know, what will it take? Because the Angels were giving up a utility player. It was, it was a cash move more so for the Dodgers to remain underneath the luxury tax. So I would think they're still looking to move them. And I, for me, there's, there's no better fit than the Jays. And the White Sox were in this boat, and they went out and got Nomar Mazzara uh, from the Rangers. He's with the White Sox. With White Sox are kind of a sleeper team this year. There's not a lot of teams that are necessarily looking for that one more piece, the left-handed hitting mm -hmm. piece, as much as the Blue Jays should or could be. So we'll see what happens. What do you like about uh, some of the other things going on? The D-backs uh, get a, done, a deal yeah, yeah. done with their shortstop four-year yeah, deal? Four-year deal for Nick Ahmad. Uh, he's just a good player. Uh, and that's kind of the D-backs. The I would put them in the, 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 the Tampa Rays and the Oakland A's mold of making good decisions on players and developing and, and moving. Yeah, they, they, the, the World Series, they went out and bought. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the time, they've developed. Yeah, the last two, three years, they've really done a good job at um, moving homegrown guys in, moving some older players, creating some flexibility with their payroll as well as their positional depth. Um, you know, they made a great deal getting Zach Gallen, who's got mm. – um, you know, based on Statcast, I think like the, the best change up in the big leagues type guy. 
Um, they've made some really interesting moves uh, that make a lot of sense. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, to, to lock up your shortstop long-term for four years, uh, you know, they've got Kettle Marte, who was playing a little bit there. Now he's in center field. You know, that Ahmed's an athletic guy. That's good for the D-backs. Don't sleep on them. You, you know, the Dodgers are the juggernaut, but I expect the D-backs to, to really push for a wild card. All right, let's talk a little bit closer to home. Um, you're uh, busy building your own yeah. team, uh, your sort of free agency. Yeah. Um, you know, throwing out four-year contracts, but uh, you are bringing in some players. Uh, so let's talk about some of the prospects uh, that we will see at Remax Field. Yeah, we uh, we'll, we'll get another signed player out there into the into the community of Podcast Alley and and the Prospects Baseball Show. It's uh, Stephen Horner. Uh, Steven is, uh, uh, he's an outfielder with the university of Fraser Valley program in, in Chilliwack in the, in the mainland there. Um, what I know of Steven, it, it's kind of funny that, and this is the, the opportunity to, you know, know that league, the Canadian college baseball conference and, and know what Steven is met in their lineup at Fraser Valley. Uh, he hits in the middle he's been really productive there. Uh, but I also know of Steven through his men's league playing career, mm. um, which, you know, he's young, he's 20. Uh, but when you're a college player and you're not necessarily playing in one of these leagues or you're working in the summer, you want to play as competitive level as you can. And and I'll tell you right now that the lower mainland, the Vancouver area, has as good a men's league as really as, as anywhere in Canada. I'm sure Ontario's got a good one and, um, you know, Quebec will have a good one. You know, we've got some good players playing here, but that league right in the heart of Vancouver has got some dudes and some former college pitchers mm-hmm. that still bring it and are veteran and know how to get you out and want to get you out. And so he he had a really successful run with uh, Burnaby Bulldogs, uh, which is a team that perennially wins the provincial championship out there for senior men's with legit former pros, ex-guys, big-time college guys. And Steven hit in the middle of that lineup. And, and I've known about Steven for a couple of years now. Um, he's an athletic player. Uh, he'll, he gives you an honest day's work. Um, you know, be a, you know, a, a baseball, uh, just loves the game. He's a baseball player. Uh, and, and I love that about him. Um, so he'll, he'll bring some athleticism to our outfield. You know, it's a big mm-hmm. outfield, Dino. You know, so we need guys that can track it. He can do that. He's a right-handed hitter. Uh, he can throw it a little bit. Um, you know, and, and we're going to see what, what he's capable of doing on the base pass too. I think that there's some ability to, to seal some bases, um, excited to have him. He'll be in the mix uh, to play quite a lot for us. Um, a key in the cog, and we're really happy to have him. All right, I'm really uh, looking forward to uh, seeing Steve and the uh, Steven and the uh, speed, speedy Steve on the base pass. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to the fantasy baseball league that we are going to get going. Uh, the Prospects Baseball Show Fantasy League. Uh, we have. A, a new league yep. it's signed up at uh, Yahoo and yep. we have five spots available. So tell our uh, listeners, viewers, uh, whatever they might be watching, whether on the uh, prospects baseball uh, YouTube channel or listening to this show, how is this league going to work? It's going to be a head to head league, right? Yeah. Head to head. So week to week, you have a, a competitor in the league. You go head to head. There's six scoring categories on the offensive side, six on the pitching side, um, you go head to head in each category at the end of the week. Um, somebody wins and loses. Sometimes there's ties in, in fantasy right. weeks, but, um, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a chance to play some fantasy league baseball against Dino and myself. 
Um, you know, bring your bring your baseball knowledge and and your 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 managerial and your chirping ability. skills. There'll be a, probably a little bit of chirping going on, and and uh, we're just gonna have a lot of fun all season. We'll have an update at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll show maybe on the chalkboard, something like that. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll just have a bunch of fun. We need f- we need five more listeners to come in yeah. on this. Uh, we're looking at a fifty dollar buy in so that the the regular season winner and and the, the playoff winner and maybe the second place get a little bit of something. Yeah, not too expensive, yeah. but a little bit of a reward. Here are the categories we're going with, and this is pretty standard for yeah. for hitting. Uh, we're going with uh, runs, home runs, RBIs, uh, stolen bases, and average, and then on the um, the pitching side, wins, saves, Ks, ERA, whip. Pretty standard, right? Pretty standard, yep. I, and I think innings pitched. I think that's part of... Oh, is it? I'd have to double check. Because it, it's so it, it's not uh, five categories each or six categories each? Because uh, it, it says hits and at-bats, but that's grayed out. And then innings pitch is grayed out as well. So we'll check into that. Yeah, but we'll check the, in. The it's standard... standard uh, I have to re-sign in. I've been looking at this all day, and now all of a sudden Yahoo kicked me out. So I don't have access to it right now. Uh, well, that's what I'm looking at. But And we're gonna what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to do the draft at the ballpark. Like you have to be there to be in the league. Yeah. That That's the one thing that we should uh, stipulate is you have to be or have a representative at the draft. Like it might be, we'll, we'll be drafting on a computer, but we'll have to be, you have to be live. Yes. I think, I think you have to, cause that's part of the fun. The draft it is, fun. is, is it part is of the fun. Yeah, you, totally. you know, you, you razz a guy for his pick or you get mad cause somebody took the guy right before you, all of that kind of stuff. That's, that's, that's maybe the best part about being in the fantasy league uh, is being at the draft. The, the draft is so awesome. You know, you're building your squad. Everybody's optimistic. Everybody's got a chance to win right. on, on opening day. So it's, uh, it is a lot of fun and you get, you create some memories. You have some laughs. It's, uh, you get a little bit of chirping too. Um, I'm looking forward to it, Dino. Yeah, I am as well. So if you want to get in on the Prospects uh, b- Baseball Show Fantasy League, hit us up on any of our social media feeds, Prospects Pod, Jordan Blendell 4, at Duck Millard, or at EDM Prospects. You can also email us, Prospects Baseball Show at gmail.com. And we're looking for five more owners to join the league and uh, we'll give you all the details as we just did if you want to get a hold of us so hit us up on the prospects uh baseball show twitter instagram uh, or on the uh the prospects team as well and you could uh join our league all right let's get to our first guest of the show our only guest of the show <laughs> mr tyler remchuk play ball very pleased to welcome into Podcast Alley here in uh, St. Albert. He made the uh, long trek over. Tyler Uremchuk, uh, TSN 1260. And you also uh, watched him uh, during Prospects games last year as he was the host of uh, the Edmonton Prospects. So, uh, Tyler, thanks very much for joining us in studio. Happy to be here. I made the four and a half minute drive down the hill, back up the hill. and. Yeah. Yeah, good thing you didn't get stuck on that hill because yeah. the, uh, you, the amount of people I see spinning their tires yeah. when it's icy trying to go <laughs> up that hill is uh, is pretty hilarious. So uh, you uh, you hosted the prospects baseball last year on ICU mm-hmm. video. I I was lucky enough to do a, a few of those games myself. I I loved it. I love baseball. I know yeah. you love baseball. Um, it's just a, a fun game to watch. What did you love the most about doing that gig? 
Um, you know, doing interviews and stuff like that. I always have a good time doing that. But, uh, you know, the odd reporting and stuff like that. It was cool to kind of have some creative flexibility within the job as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if I wanted to go on after the third because I noticed something, I'd go on after the third inning and say something. But it was a nice way to spend summer afternoons. I There was usually an empty suite somewhere I could sneak my way into and I'd sit there with a bottle of water and mm -hmm. just enjoy baseball for three or four hours. And I found something interesting. I got to share it. It was just all in all, it was just a fun gig. I mean, yeah, like you said, you got to do it. Yeah. It's fun. The the the, the one time I did it, uh, the probably the most fun I had was I sat with Cam Moon. And he, because he had a condo, you probably yeah. saw him at a bunch of games. He had a condo just up the hill. Uh, so he would show up at the game. I would, you know, do my hits and come back. I interviewed mm -hmm. him once. And we just sat there and watched the game. As you know, he's a, he's a big mm -hmm. baseball fan. And, and I, you know, I just... Um, Baseball is such a fun sport to just sit down and watch if you're there for three innings, if you're there for seven innings, if you're there for nine innings. There's always something you can see. Yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, like you said, even if you're sitting there just chatting away with someone and, you know, a few times a game, your attention gets perked up and you really mm -hmm. dial it in and the rest of it, you're sitting back just enjoying the pitches go in. So what... Uh... What do you, what what does Remax Field mean to the city of Edmonton? What does Remax Field mean uh, for baseball in this area, and and how important is that area for that sport? I I think it's huge, and and just because it's so unique, like when it gets when there's talk of it getting moved away and stuff like that, in my head I just keep thinking like, well, there's not going to be another Remax Field in my life then, because you can talk about trying to renovate John Fry or putting something out in Spruce Grove, but nothing will beat being in that location getting to watch a ball game looking out over the river valley like it's just such a beautiful stadium and in, in what is probably the most beautiful part of the city and so many things about it even though it's a little bit older so many things about it work well and when there's this talk about let's let's pull it down and put up whatever condos and all to me it should be let's complement it let's, let's build the, around it let's take the dinghy soccer field out let's put a parkade somewhere so you don't need to spread out the parking as much and let's put some breweries in there. Let's mm. put some little restaurants in there. Let's put some shops in there. Sure, if you want condos, put them in there as well. But like, there is room to build around that place and not have to completely take it down. And like, to me, if if there comes a time where the city decides they want it gone and the prospects are gone, like that kills baseball. And this is a city that has supported baseball a lot. And they really, at this point, it seems like it doesn't matter if it's prospects or trappers or there's talk of a single A ball club and all that stuff. And to me, mm. it, it doesn't even matter. As long as Remax is there, then baseball will be here and people will go to baseball games. Mm -hmm. In Winnipeg, they have developed the Forks area so well. That's where the Gold Eyes mm -hmm. play at, uh, I think it's Shaw Park now. It's beautiful. I, I, I think it would be amazing. If you if you ended up with like a, like a restaurant or two, and, and imagine if you built condos and mm -hmm. you owned a condo and you sat on your balcony, you could watch ball games like they do at Wrigley. Uh, you know, like there's, you're yeah. right. There's a lot of areas. Uh, did you go to a, a lot of ball games uh, growing up? Oh yeah, I went to a lot of games growing up. I still remember a few Trappers games with my family, and then you kind of went through the cycles of Cracker Cats <laughs> yeah. and Capitals and everything that came after it. Um, but I remember that was kind of a tradition for a few years that I remember with my family was we'd go to the Canada Day game. Doesn't matter who was playing, we'd yeah. go. Somehow my dad would always catch a foul ball, and it was a great time. <laughs> you stay for the fireworks. You have a couple pops and. You head home, fall asleep in the car. Like those are some of my best memories with my family. Um, even back up to this year is my sister's birthday. It comes right at the end of July. And she was like, we should go see a baseball game. She's oh, not even yeah. a big sports fan, but she wanted to go watch a baseball game. Cause it's again, like we said, when we're there working, yeah, mm -hmm. we're sitting and enjoying it even more enjoyable if you're not working. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, that's no. the, that's the fever that you're talking about from uh, potentially a, a non baseball fan, but has respect for sport mm -hmm. your sister and Hey, let's go catch a game. And, um, 
for for us, that's what we try and do as an organization is inspire uh, the fact that there is quality level baseball down there. Uh, and moving forward, that's what our goal is, is to continue to attract new fans or mm-hmm. fans that are friends with fans and get them down there. Or like those boomerang fans that maybe watch Trappers uh, and then haven't yeah. watched baseball and they'll come back and start watching well, this brand. And that's a good point, Dino. So the, I mean, the Trappers had a, a high level of support. Yeah, it was a course. big deal, for sure. Well, championships. And, and, yeah, we we love know, the Trappers. Hall of Famers, we know yeah, that. For sure. And, and then they went through some, some, in my opinion, some tough years with the Independent League. Mm-hmm. Uh, no knock on the the players that were on those teams, um, but there there was an element of something was taken from Edmontonians. So they were up against that wall uh, when the Cracker Cats first got here, and then some of the things they did from ownership and as an organization weren't great as well. They weren't from here. They didn't get the the community, mm-hmm. uh, and then they transitioned into the Cracker Cats with or sorry with the Capitals with the Oilers. Um, and had a little bit more success, but still there was the remnants of some of the sour taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we entered the picture. At one point, it was a shared uh, situation with Remax Field. You want to hear a quick funny story about that? Yeah. One day I was at Global Television. I came down to do something on the prospects. I went to go through the main office, and they would not let me <laughs> get to the field to, to, to talk to the prospects. Like there was not a cooperation at all. And that was the, the cracker cat, Dan Orlick. Orlick. It was then. Yeah. And, and, and his wife was also very heavily involved yeah. in, in the business, but there was no cooperation from those guys at all with, with that. It was like, I can't even, you're not even going to let me walk through your, you know, like how is, how are you endearing yourself to Edmontonians that yeah. way? Well, and that's, that's where I was going with this and, and I'll get to get Tyler's, uh, uh thoughts on this in a second and then you know then the prospects were shared and then the pro team went away mm-hmm. and now we were left as the tenant there and and we had work to do and granted uh like this is before i got on board and and mm-hmm. um we've raised our attendance every year you know we, we've grown uh the base of what remax field is to baseball you know basically from Man, why do we need? Why are we continuously being screwed over as Edmontonians for baseball? To the point now where it's a viable option to go mm-hmm. down to the yard. And Tyler, I want to get your thoughts on where can we go from here um, as the prospects organization inside this community with with marketing and profile mm-hmm. and you know what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I think a lot of it is reach as well, and you guys do a, a fairly good job of it. But again, just like being active on social media, making sure that you pop up in someone's feed on mm-hmm. a Thursday morning and it makes them go, hmm, I'm looking for something to do this weekend. There is a game on a Saturday. You know, oh, this sponsored post about, you know, $4 beers and look at the view you get as well when it's plus 30 out. Like to me, just making sure you get a bigger reach is something that has to continue to happen. And honestly, once, once the person's in the ballpark, everything else is sells itself it it sells itself right like the cold beer sells itself the quality baseball sells itself being out in the sun the view view is awesome and and that's the other thing i like about it is you know if it's my family going per se well you know my sister and my mom aren't big baseball fans they understand the sport they'll come watch they'll enjoy the weather they'll enjoy the snacks and the ice Mm -hmm. cream and all that and then for me and my dad to sit in the stands well we're diehard baseball fans so we can dissect every pitch and still know that we're getting good quality baseball here and Still looking at guys. I mean, look at Eric Sabrowski, a guy with the potential to get drafted into the MLB, right? Yeah, we've I, had a few pro guys now. You uh, have. AJ Nitschke, a former player, just signed with an indie league team. We've got uh, Sabrowski going down. Um, shoot, uh, Edgar Barkley's with the Yankees organization. 
you know, Travis Hunt may or may not get an opportunity this year. If he doesn't this spring after his season, I who's, can't see who's him. Who's the guy not. we were just talking about in Australia? Michael gone. So there, there's, yeah. there's a handful and more over the last four or five years of players getting opportunities yeah. and, and, that's pretty good. There's D1 programs that don't have five or six guys over a recruiting class to get pro opportunities. So um, to put in perspective for, for our fans and for Edmontonians, um, you know, it's not AAA. It's not pro level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not for sure. But if you were but you're to not, go. You're not trying to fool anybody. We're that. not. And if you were to go to short season or long season A, it's not that far off, if not better than, depending on who's on the mound. Right. So there is that that element and that quality. And you, you know what? Edmonton's a bulldog city. It's uh, it's a small, big city. We care about each other here. And, and it's an easy, easy organization to root for because the kids are playing their butts mm-hmm. off. You know, um, I, I just, I look at uh, the, the, just the production value too. Like, I mean, you, you guys uh, have, have shelled out some money to get uh, ICU video who both of mm-hmm. you and I have, have worked with Tyler and the production value is awesome. There's, there's not many uh, summer league teams that have a center field camera and and some of the production. So I think you've done a great job about that. Um, when I when I did the games or when I watched the games, Tyler, the thing that uh, impressed me the most about this guy's team was the aggressiveness. I yeah. mean, this guy will <laughs> steal with anybody almost. Uh, I I, I love hamburger. that. <laughs> so what did you like about the prospects specifically, the, the actual team? Oh, I, I love that you brought that up because that's another thing too. When you bring people into the stadium, if you're just out there playing boring baseball, well, that's going to put the crowd to sleep. Mm-hmm. When you're out there on even the slightest pass ball, trying to score at home, when you're out there stealing bases, it seems like almost every second or third at bat, you're like, oh, there goes someone else. Like the sack <laughs> bunts, all that. You can argue against that stuff if you want to get into analytics and sure, all that yeah. but at the end of the day on a one-off man that stuff can help you win ball games and, and that got stuff them in the, the playoffs got them in the playoffs and it that stuff brings the crowd to their feet and that's something you can't measure in numbers when the crowd gets loud and the pitcher on the mound is all of a sudden mm-hmm. sitting there going like are you kidding me right now like one pitch in the dirt and that run from third is over or one drop third strike and now i just blinked and somehow they got runners on second and third like there is that mental advantage to bringing the crowd to their feet and making it seem like the world is caving in on a visiting team. So that's what I love that you guys did this year. Just that that pure aggression from a baseball, from the baseball fan side of me, and also like the analyst side of me as well that watches it and saw the results. It's just mm-hmm. nothing but positives. Well, and listen, case in point, that marathon weekend that you guys had oh. to get in, the the I think it was the second game where you guys came back. Yeah. You, you, you got runners in scoring position by being aggressive and won that game. You couldn't lose a game. Uh, well, the season's on the line, and we're trying to steal bags. So, yeah. like, we play we play a brand. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate what Tyler said. Um, I, I love that too, as a fan of the game from the manager's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm obviously a fan of baseball. Um, I, I need to weigh my decisions and weigh our players' decisions. Some of what they do is allowed. They're allowed to be creative as players. And, you give the green light to a lot of guys. And, and like for me, I think I, I appreciate the lessons I've learned from other coaches and from being in the sport mm-hmm. this long that um, I find that I, I don't like telling guys how to play the game. I, I prefer to have a discussion before we get to the game of what we're looking to do and how we're looking to do it and, and trying to get on the same wavelength. And when we're on that, when we have that synchronicity, it provides for the exciting brand of baseball because if it was just up to me, uh, it, it it takes the instincts out of the players. And, and I love instinctual players. We'll make some mistakes at times, 
but last year we ran at like an 85% clip mm-hmm. and we got picked off a couple times early in the year, which count as caught stealing. So frankly, as, as I shaped this for a better look is when we actually tried to steal a base, we were over 90% and we had 156 of them. Okay. And, and those numbers are going to be tough to ever match for anybody in the mm-hmm. league. So when we look for players, that's part of the recruiting is, you know, do you have that mindset? Is that part of what you're doing? And and a lot of the kids we end up getting is, yeah, like I, I want to run. I want to get after it. Well, they want to be aggressive. They don't want a oh, coach yeah. that uh, just, just sits back and doesn't take any chances because I don't care. Like you, you got to take some chances in sport. Well, you got to sometimes get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that, that Tyler as a fan, when he's not working for ICU, enjoys that aspect. Mm-hmm. I don't go out and survey the fans. I mean, I, I think it's exciting. Uh, I'm not paid for the fans' enjoyment, sort of I am, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm paid to run the ball club, manage the team, make mm-hmm. decisions like that. But that's part of it, is that if our fans are leaving the ballpark and they're like, yeah, you know, they double stole in the ninth inning and got that win on a pass. That's right. And they're talking about that as they leave, there's a good chance somebody comes back. And perhaps it's somebody that hasn't been to a lot of games that says to another person, and then then we get that exponential yeah. growth. So the byproduct of being aggressive, if that means more fans come, we're all in. So let's talk a little bit about um, you know your baseball love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where did it uh, where did it start? Uh, you know we we live in a hockey mad culture. <laughs> yeah. How did uh, you know how did you become such a big baseball fan? Um, it, it was my dad, honestly. Like my dad, he w- wasn't a baseball player growing up. He grew up small town Alberta, so it was fast pitch, right? Yeah. He has stories about uh, his team recruiting Craig Berube <laughs> to go play for Nationals with him and That's stuff. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, he like you know he has old newspaper clippings of himself with his wild hair and his big mustache playing ball so it was just like it was in my life like ever since i can remember it was ball gloves sitting in the backyard by myself with my dad throwing a ball up and hitting it mm-hmm. um i was lucky my dad whatever team i would happen to be on he'd always be an assistant coach as well so he was always like super involved in it as well so just since i was a little kid man like summer was for baseball winter was for hockey Summer was for baseball. We didn't do any of that 365 Good. days a year thing, which I like, again, everyone says it now, but it, it is a huge thing. Like expand your interest to other stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I'm so happy my dad got me into baseball and playing all the time in the summer. At first it was, you know, the house league teams growing up with the pitch mm-hmm. machine and or coach pitch, whatever people happen to go through. And then I got into the rep stuff for a little bit and uh, yeah, just spending my summers on the road, going to baseball games. It was the best. Well, you got to fill us in on on what your slow pitch career is like. What's going on in that realm? Are you yeah. still you, you you're, you're to, still playing slow pitch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you oh, got yeah. that like the Tuesday night. You get a couple games a week. You're with all buddies. How's, um, how's this? Work? I want to get into a men's league, but I just can't convince my friends to commit to more than once a week. Uh, but we do our we do our co-ed with all of our girlfriends yeah. and yeah. all that, uh, and it's good Friday night. So obviously you get a few oh, drinks yeah. in you and all that. Um, but we have a good time. My group of friends is an interesting mix because they'll slam six beers but they want to win so damn bad. And like, if someone strikes out, you're getting chirped yeah. all the way back and you're oh. getting chirped for the next three games. We you got know one, it. Yeah, we got one guy, our best home run hitter. Can't quite do it on command yet, but he'll either smash it over the power lines or he will pop it straight up to third base. And you can't talk to him for like three innings until he gets another at bat. <laughs> you guys need to Willie Mays haze him. Every time yeah. he pops up, he has to start dropping, give you 10 push-ups. Yeah, no kidding. Um, It's just fun, man. Like it's a sport where even if you've never played it before, and I think about my friends who have literally never played it before, like you can 
play baseball without being great at it and have fun without being great at it. It's not like hockey where it's like, oh man, you can't skate. Well, damn, you can't play. It's like, hey, here's a glove. Yeah. You know how to swing a bat. Obviously good. Hop in. Like, okay. let's go. I agree. You can, you can uh, have fun without knowing because I had a girlfriend one time mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. Um, I played, ended up playing with uh, my brother's uh, slow pitch team. It was great. You go to the, the, the patio after and have mm-hmm. beers. But anyway, I brought my girlfriend out to, to play one time. The first time up to the bat, she hit the ball and ran to third. <laughs> oh, yes. Not a word of a lie. Uh-oh. Hit the ball and ran to third. And we were all like, Uh-oh. what just happened? <laughs> so, like, you, she had no idea, but she still had fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we gave her some ribbing and, gave, you know, give her the gears and stuff. But <laughs> it, it is. It really is. It's a, such a social sport because when mm-hmm. you're not at the bat, you're sitting on the bench yeah, talking to out. all your buddies. Yeah, hanging yeah. out. Creating relationships, yeah. you know, catching up on what's happened, meeting new people. Yeah, what, what what were we getting up to this week, and 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 that's what it's like for a fan in the stands. You, know, you don't have to be absolutely locked in for every pitch. That's right. You know, if you are great, but you, but you can kind of come in and out and enjoy the the environment as mm-hmm. much of when it's time to kind of focus in if you're being serious about it or for your at bat, like, Hey, leave me alone. I got to swing the bat <laughs> yeah, here yeah. kind of thing. It, it's a great sport and it links us to a huge demographic of people that enjoy swinging and hitting and throwing that, you know what, come and watch us play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, you could you go, go as a, your softball team to a, to a kind of a, a prospects game. Um, when you were growing up, did you think that you could be better at hockey or baseball, one sport uh, more than the other? Or? I was without a doubt better at baseball. Yeah. Um, with hockey, I was always house league level. I was always very small. So, you know, once hitting got introduced, like coaches, you know, immediately dismissing you because mm-hmm. you're four inches smaller than everyone else. Right. Um, but again, in baseball, like who cared? If you were five foot two in peewee, it's you had a better like, strike zone. Yeah, you had a better <laughs> strike zone. <laughs> Tough to throw them straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could run fast, That's I right. mean, it didn't matter. Yeah, like in hockey, game. you could skate fast, but a coach would still be like, you're too small, man. I like don't how care. How big's you're... Jose Altuve? Five, six. If now, not. is that counting the buzzer or no buzzer? <laughs> no, that, it's uh, with or without buzzer. With, with the cleats on, with, you've got the inch spikes. Yeah. But you're right. It, size does not yeah. mean that uh, as much in, yeah. in baseball. So, yeah, I was definitely always way better at baseball. I was never, like, great at it. I never thought I was going to go, like, play at school somewhere mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, I left that for the uh, – who are some of the guys I played with went on to play for the prospects? I played with Sabrowski for a bit. Uh, did you coach Matt Cortell? I know him. No, I, yeah. I didn't coach him. Yeah. Um, he went on. He ended up playing, I want to say, like Wisconsin or something yeah, like Milwaukee, that. Yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Jackson Wark was another guy. He was a frightening dude as well. So uh, He's you could, down in Australia right now. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's where he is. Uh, we always said with him, if if you weren't scared by how hard he could throw, you were scared at the face he made doing it because that dude was mean. <laughs> like a Randy Johnson kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right? he's got that size, yeah. Softy no, he, off he the mound, but on the mound, he was a frightening dude. Uh, so I I always kind of knew my spot on the team. Like I joked earlier, like I'd bat seventh and play second. Yeah, I'd get on base. If I had to walk, I didn't care as long as I got on base and I'd make good plays in the field. I knew I wasn't hitting home runs or striking anyone out. Um, yeah, and that was kind of my baseball career. All right. Uh, really quickly, before we get to some Major League Baseball news, you, you're you're part of, a, obviously, a, a radio station. You mm-hmm. get to talk baseball with Low Tide. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're part of the Prospects uh, broadcast. Do you, do you have a favorite broadcast? Do you have a favorite play-by-play guy in baseball? Like, you know... Nobody is better for me than than Vin Scully. I mm-hmm. think he was the ultimate king. But you know, you're a bit younger than me, so yeah. uh, you might have a different perspective. Um, growing up playing video games, Matt Vaskersian, yeah. obviously being on the call of those, so his voice Sun, was he Sunday night, right? On ESPN, yeah. yeah. Um, so I could recognize his voice anywhere from the hours and hours I've spent playing <laughs> yeah. the show. Um, yeah. I could probably recite you his whole script from the video game. No, um, Dan Shulman for yeah. me. 
I, I think whenever you get a chance to watch him do uh, do Jays games, it's yeah. an absolute. And treat. he's one of us. Yeah, he is. You know, he's Canadian. Um, Canadian, and you gotta love that a Canadian guy calling Jays games in the summer. Like, I don't care if they're losing seven one to whoever. If Shulman's mm-hmm. on the call, I'm probably gonna stick it through for nine innings. Mm-hmm. You never know what story you're gonna get or anything like that. I don't mind the duo the Jays have or had. I don't know if Buck and Pat are back. I know their contracts are up at the end of the year, um, but I always think Shulman's the best. Mm-hmm. I like Kuiper and Krukow and Sam Fran. Those guys are hilarious. The West They're Coast, funny, eh? the West Coast dude, it's just the later starts, maybe a little less stressful out there. <laughs> and you know, they get into the the later innings of the game. Maybe it's not close, yeah. and they'll start bantering about the fans and what's going on in the stands. And I love those guys. I love Shuley too. You know what? And 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 the Yes Network, the Yankees guys are good. I mean, there's really nobody I dislike honestly in the big leagues yeah. i know guys like oh i don't like buck martinez i don't like this guy on espn the 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 white Sox, hawk harrelson was that the, i love hawk you put uh, it not, on the not board crazy you put <laughs> it on the board is this the i don't know i i don't i like the call it's a good concept um i just uh he, he reminds me a little bit of uh the the what's the guy who does bruins games um, oh um jack edwards, jack edwards. such a homer like hawk oh. harrelson is just such a crazy homer <laughs> like is, it's just yeah. I, I just can't go that far uh with with homers it yeah, just yeah. drives me nuts like watching bruins games you can't i can't i gotta turn the sound off oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad with hawk harrelson because that's a great line put it on the board yeah. yes but um i don't know i just uh but but don't you like it, you guys have one such a great uh play-by-play guy yeah. yourselves and and listening to that voice and listening to a baseball play-by-play is so like i i can't remember can't tell you the amount of sunday afternoons after maybe a late night i would watch a ball game and recover it's just so easygoing and calm mm-hmm. and you know telling a story it's not like fast-paced like hockey or basketball right it's just different yeah 100 percent. that's part of the reason i love shulman right his delivery is so smooth he can go seamlessly from telling you a story to and the three two pitches mm-hmm. low and outside, runners on first and second back into his story and jump around like that. That's something Vince Scully was like. I Vin, mean, he is the god of it, right? Vince Scully would would basically be talking about Jock Peterson at the plate, morph into Fernando Venezuela hanging out with the Beatles, and then come back to the play by play. I yeah. mean, <laughs> the guy had seen everything and, and never had hardly had a color guy, but you're right. You can when you can weave different things and you have that opportunity it's in baseball weave, right yeah. like you no, can totally. weave it in and out and you know bring in some entertainment and stuff and that that's the beauty about baseball oh, i love it love it and that's what we described for the fans i mean you don't have to be completely engaged like hockey you're in your seat for 20 minutes of the mm-hmm. period and and then you got a quick break everybody get up go to the bathroom do your thing it's like you come in and out of the game and, and it, there's something there for everyone mm-hmm. all right let's talk a little major league baseball news where do you want to start uh, with uh do you want do you want us to go back to the astros you want to start with the jays yeah you... let's get the let's get the take on the astros tyler what, what are we what are we thinking here with the scandal how has this affected your ability to be a fan of the game and, and integrity What's and your up? thoughts on the yeah. world series that they won yeah yeah, um, there's the there's the people on the extreme end who said they should take it away and all that. I'm not of that mindset. Me neither. To me, it's tainted. And the story will be told forever. No one will ever at any point be like, hey, the Astros won in 2017. And mm. it's not like 20 years from now, we'll be like, hmm, hell of a ball club. It'll be hell of a ball club. But man, that was the scandal year. Well, and 2019, that was the scandal year. Do you ever hear anybody talk about the Dallas Stars winning the Stanley Cup without a foot in the crease comment? <laughs> no, it's you the don't. Same, it's the exact same right? thing. Um, so it, and everything they get, they 100% deserve. I thought Hinch getting 
pretty much canned. I think I think MLB wanted he and Lou now gone for good. And scapegoats. Yeah, I think it would. I think that might have been a favor between the Astros in the, the Astros ownership and MLB being like. Give them one year. Let us drop the hammer on them. Like, let us save some face here, kind okay. of. Trying to let an organization save face. Um, I'm happy they're gone. I think they're radioactive now. Like, it's not lifetime bans, but for AJ Hinch, like, what organization can sit there in the next five, six years and be like... We talked about that, right? How he'll, can you do a press conference? He'll be rehired. You think he... But you think he, he'll be back? Yeah, he'll be back. How but, long, though? Uh... He'll probably get a job next year. Perhaps it's not a managerial job, and yeah. maybe, maybe he waits another... A second year, um, his, his latest interview that came mm. out. Did you, did you see that? Tyler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm not a real big fan of that. Uh, I think that did him damage, mm. in, in my opinion. Um, th- there's a in baseball. What, why? Uh, He's always come off as smug to me. There, there is a level of that. There yeah. was a, there was uh, that clip I played you. There was a while smugness. back from the this World Series with the Yankees, where he's like, nothing's going on. Blah blah. That day we played that, that was the clip that buried him, well, I think, because his, yeah. his so much of a denial, like, oh, it didn't help us this game and th- that and th- this, that, and the other thing. When when people replayed that clip and then with the sanctions, it's like, well, yeah. how do you defend yourself? Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll have to repair relationships uh, within the game. Um, there's a history there. Uh, his first stint in the big leagues didn't go well. I think it was in Arizona. He ended up in Houston, you know, two or three years later after spending some time in a front office. Um, at one point, he was the golden boy, kind of a, a la Gabe Kapler for, you know, thinking a little differently than the old school manager. Um, well, Garbage Cans is definitely thinking differently. <laughs> wow. And, and, you know, he, he didn't come up with that plan. Yeah, not uh, that yeah. he was the originator, but no. he was the manager on No, duty. and, like, I, I don't mean anything by that. Uh, it, it's, it will take some time. Uh, I think that there's an opportunity for him to work again at, at the major league level. Uh, Loon Howe is done. Do you think Cora's done, too? Uh, no, I think Cora will find his way back in. So what do you think about those guys? Uh, the the Beltrans, the Coras that, you know, are not no longer with the Astros, but also, you know, uh, taking some shrapnel from this. When you read that whole report Ma- Rob Manfred had, um, those are the two names that got dragged through the mud the most. Mm-hmm. Like, they essentially, they were like, oh, we're not naming players and blah, blah, blah. But, man, they went after Beltran hard for basically being the mastermind. And, man. Yeah, it's like they, he has, he has a, like, a master's degree in yeah. uh, in sign stealing it's like he wrote the code breaker himself That's when you right, read that yeah. thing like Cora he's the too. money ball yeah. of this scandal <laughs> so I, I think those two guys oh man with cora i'm surprised i mean i we're still waiting on him because of the 2019 stuff with the astros mm-hmm. or with the red sox or whatever year it was with the red sox if they find enough in that red sox one i wouldn't be surprised if he gets life and they decide to scapegoat him as the one who was behind and in charge of all this and starting it with the astros carrying it to the red sox tainting two teams and all this. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cora gets it worse than Hinch and Lunau did. Yes or no answer from both of you guys on this one question. Astros better or worse or not as bad as Pete Rose betting on baseball? Um, not, no, it's worse. It's worse than Pete Rose. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It's worse than Pete Rose? Yeah. Okay, good. I agree, too. Uh, I think, you know, betting on your, your baseball is 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 bad. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just, this affected so much more. This yeah. affected playoffs. Ah. And the, I mean. The tainted, the, the word stats, tally is tainted. Like, they're, 
we we'll never know what is and isn't the home road splits from yeah. the Dodgers and the Astros. <laughs> every time I see, every time this guy sends me it on Twitter, yeah. I want to break my phone. Because when you see Kershaw's home and road numbers, it's well, ridiculous. We'll just think they they the code breaker uh, the 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 latest in this scandal mm-hmm. is they had some of this technology on the road. Yeah, well, of wasn't, course. This they, wasn't yeah. just restricted to home games. But they just weren't it as easier sophisticated. At, no, it's on easier the road. at home, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that this is a never-ending story. Uh, they're you know, they gave the players immunity to come out clean, and and we thought that was the case, and now this code breaker thing comes out. I mean, it's it's botched purposefully to limit a one-time damaging blow to to so many. And mm-hmm. if you spread this out, you can deflect, and you know, ultimately, I think that's a, a PR move that yeah. not all this came out at once, and there's leaks and stuff like that. It just it allows it to drag on. Spring training is going to be interesting. These players are going to be. Um, you know, they're going to be asked questions that they won't answer, you know, and, and we talked about smug, uh, that there's a level of smug uh, in Alex Bregman. Uh, there's a swagger there, which, which I like, but there's also a smug cockiness that, well, there, there, if there is after all of this still about this, well, I mean, then, he showed that he... already in, in some of the interviews yeah. and, and you know, there, his approach may be to take the Marshawn Lynch, you know, I'm just here. Cause I don't want to get fined. Yeah, he just, he'll just, you know, the, the commissioner ruled on it. It's in his report. Next yeah. question. That's They'll fine. just no. deflect the whole time no. and, and not be truthful. The guys that aren't on that roster anymore, are the guys that have spoken like yeah. Charlie Morton, Mike fires, Dallas Keuchel, they've come out yeah. and, and said what they've needed to say. The guys that are still in that clubhouse, they're not talking. Yeah. They won't talk. An um, interesting thing that's come out of this. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, sports books have set the total number of wins this season for the Houston Astros all the way down at 94 and a half. They've hit 100 in three straight seasons. Yeah, I'd still be taking the over right? on like that. They, they still are a good ball team. Yeah. Like at their core, they have some of the most young, exciting players in the league, which again, from like the baseball fan in me, not just like a specific Jays or whatever fan, that really sucks in all this too, mm-hmm. is that this team probably could have been a dynasty level a team yeah. and continue to go on these long runs without it. It just, I just can't imagine how worse it would be if they would have won this year. Like if the Nationals oh. wouldn't have pulled that off, how much. Yeah, um, looking back on it after the fact, oh yeah. man. Okay, so you're a Jays fan, mm-hmm. um, and the Jays uh, have some really exciting young players. They went out and they signed uh, Ryu from the Dodgers. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused about this because I'm not sure the Jays are there yet. Yeah. What do you think about this? I don't think Ryu's going to have the same protection in Toronto as he had in LA, uh, but your thoughts as a Jays fan on them going out and, and spending some money because their payroll was ridiculously low last year. Yeah, um, I love the fact that they just spent the money. We can debate if Ryu's going to be good or not in LA. I think this guy's a top 10 arm. When he's healthy and rolling, there are people who will make the argument he's a top 5 arm in the MLB um, but just the fact that it showed Shapiro and Atkins aren't afraid to spend. And I think that was always the concern with fans was, okay, these guys gutted the team that was winning and now their payroll so low. Are they just always going to be operating this? Like they're the Oakland A's. And is this an ownership thing where Rogers has like instructed Shapiro, you are not buying big level free agents. You're building this up. If guys need to leave, that's fine. But the payroll strict to me, this showed that when the time comes and when they deem the fit is right, They'll dish out big money. And this year, the big optimist in me goes, 
maybe they're pushing for a wild card. I don't think they have enough to be a wild card team at all, um, especially because I think the Central is really good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they can be a wild card team. I think they can keep it interesting for a while and not be playing meaningless games in June. I think the meaningless games will come late July, August. Um, so I think they have enough in them to hang around. Shoemaker, how he is coming off his ACL or Achilles, whatever he blew out last year. How will Tanner Rourke look? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's enough to keep it interesting for the first half of the year. Then in the back half of the year, what will keep it interesting is guys like Nate Pearson coming up. Um, so I'm excited for this year. I love that they spent the money on Ryu. And it just it gives me maybe not as much optimism for this season. But next offseason, it gives me optimism. Because why can't, why won't they go spend again? Let's go get another big arm next offseason. If let's, everybody develops properly. Yeah. Right? And let's run with Ryu and Pearson and whoever else pans out. And I... I, nothing but positives from this offseason for the Jays. What, uh, what's your take on, on bringing in Travis Shaw to replace Smoke at first base, the left-handed hitter? Um, I mean, Smoke was a fan favorite, so like Travis Shaw's not replacing the fan favorite side of him. But, um, Unless I, I he like hits it. like uh, yeah. 12 home runs in the first month or something like that. Um, it's a low-cost thing. I think you want some more of the kids playing, right? You know, If Rowdy Telez is on the big league team from day one, you want to make sure he's getting his at-bats. You can argue what if he's a solid first baseman or not but um i i think moving on from smoke kind of had to be done and travis shots a guy on a one-year deal that allows you to reassess things in 12 months right yep no exactly uh, yeah if if like if he hit 25 home runs mm-hmm. you're loving it right and he's I, more I, utility than yeah. smoke too which should benefit again a young lineup yeah. where if this young player goes on a cold streak, if this young player goes on a cold streak, Shaw can be mm-hmm. rifled around that infield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a he's not a, a great defender, but he does have the ability to go over to second, go over to third, and the versatility. Tyler brought that up earlier in our talk. That's a good that's a good play for them. It gives Rowdy Telez a little bit of protection. Uh, Travis Shaw's coming off his worst year in professional baseball. He's hit thirty home runs twice. The AL East has some small ballparks. You bring parks. up a good point. How many times? Do you have to hit 30 home runs or score 30 goals to be considered a 30 goal or a 30 home run hitter? I say three. He says two. What's your number? If you do it in back-to-back seasons, I think you can be considered, but it's a title you can lose quickly. Okay. I think if you score back-to-back 30-goal seasons, it's like, man, you're a 30-goal scorer. You're a 30-home run hitter. But then if you go two years without doing it, you're kind of just a has-been again. Or if you go do it and then five years and you do it again, can you consider yourself... Uh, you're just that, con- that was kind of what you're saying. Yeah. It has to be closer together. Yeah, and I, I kind of I agree with that take. You know, A couple mm-hmm. years in a row, you're a 30 guy. Now yeah. you miss. It's like, are you a 30 you? guy? Yeah. So Travis Shaw's in that limbo area. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's that gray area. Of, he's, is, he a, is he a 25, 30, go, yeah. 30 home run guy? I think if you do it 60% of the time over your career, that can be your legacy. Like sure. if you play 10 years in the majors and you hit 30 home runs six times, well, yeah. I think people will always look back at you and go, hey man, that was a... Th-. I think if you do it three times. If you if you hit 30 home runs three times in your career, yeah. now, if you have like a 20-year career, yeah. maybe not, but not many guys have... Like, mm-hmm. What's the average... Like the like careers aren't... No, massively long. Mm-hmm. I think if you do it three times, you can be considered that. That's my number anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that either. Nope. But uh, let's hope he does it because uh, uh, the Jays could do that. All right, let's let's wrap uh, with the the big deal yeah. uh, that just happened, Jordan. Where do you want to go with that? Uh, let's uh, let's talk about how this deal was uh, first reported and then then perhaps not happening to the point where we're at now. This is the Red Sox, Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. Um, you know, everything was reported. Everything's out there with Gratterall and the Twins, a three-team trade, Maeda going to uh, Minnesota. 
And then they hit they hit a snag with the uh, the physicals and, and some of the information they got on uh, the Gratterall prospect, the Red Sox, and now yeah. the deal, the structure has changed. There's mm-hmm. different players involved. Um, what do you think? What do you think of this deal for the Dodgers? Um, for the Dodgers, love it, man. They're World Series favorites in my eyes. I think they're better than the Yankees. Um, I I love that lineup right now. I love that outfield. We'll see what they end up if they deal off Jock Peterson. Now let's see what they end up getting for Jock Peterson. Mm-hmm. Because you could bolster some other areas you now. You get some more um, bullpen. We uh, talked about this off air, but you said they're keeping Gratterall now. Well, now their bullpen is hello. Like mm. I, I just, you, it's really hard to poke holes in this team right now. From a Red Sox perspective, it speaks to the, it's the sad state that baseball's kind of in right now, where an organization like the Red Sox looks at their division rivals, the Yankees, absolutely loading up, and their first instinct is no longer arms race. Mm-hmm. We're gonna beat those guys. It's well, we probably can't beat them. Oh, man, Mookie's going to be expensive. And oh, maybe we can just get some prospects, save some money for the next couple of years. Like trading a guy in his prime who's going to be expensive doesn't usually happen with the Red Sox. But now it is. And that's frustrating. Yeah. One of the guys I love, Jonah Bierenbaum, from the score we had him on, on the lowdown today. And he goes, he goes, it's not being under, it's being understated. They got Mookie bets. And then he goes, literally, Mookie bets. Yeah. Like, it's almost like all these rumors and stuff have, like, diminished his value somehow. Or the fact that He's the Red Sox. MVP two years ago. Like, it's literally Mookie bets, man. Yeah. That guy transforms any lineup he's in. I don't understand why the Red Sox wanted to save that money. I don't get you it. You trade Mookie bets, you save money. So what? You can hopefully find a free agent that's as good as Mookie bets one day? Plus, they had to give the Dodgers cash. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, in, yeah, they are saving money in the long term because Betts is going to want, you were saying 400 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to um, shoot for that. That's, yeah, but that's yeah. what he's going to, that's he's what he's going to start end with. Up with 350. And you know what? The Dodgers can be like, yeah, go, go get your money elsewhere if he helps them win a World Series. We got a because ring, yeah. As we've talked about, the Dodgers and the Yankees, they've got money and they got prospects constantly, those, those two teams. So, uh, well, the Dodgers are laughing here. Like they added, yeah. uh, top five player in major league baseball. They added a more than serviceable left-handed pitcher mm-hmm. with postseason success and experience. Some postseason success. <laughs> and they added now uh, a young arm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some questions about his ability health-wise, uh, who's as good a young arm as there is in professional baseball uh, with absolute lights out stuff. And if he's your sixth or seventh inning guy, because you've got Blake Trinan bouncing back mm-hmm. and Kenley, You've got three potential closers there, and they gave up Jeter Downs. Uh, they gave up uh, Colton Wong, or a different name, Wong, is a catcher. Yeah. And they gave up, uh, you know, shoot, somebody else. Jeter Downs? Jeter Downs, said, yeah, yeah. Jeter Verdugo. Downs and, and Verdugo, Verdugo, which yeah, I like Verdugo. Verdugo. Yeah. Um, so real quick, there was a side deal that was set up. It was with the Angels. It was to move some salary. Jock Peterson, Ross Stripling were to go to the Anaheim mm-hmm. Angels before all this stuff happened. And the Dodgers are just picking up a utility infielder that can play a bunch of spots, give you a good at-bat in the bottom of the lineup. Uh, now that deal is no longer. So Jock Peterson is not an Anaheim Angel of Los Angeles. And he, he might not be a Dodger. And he might not be a Dodger. So here's where I'm at. I want to see the Blue Jays go out and get Jock Peterson, Ross Stripling, both guys, that perfect fits. Yeah. They need left-handed power. He's more proven than Shaw. Just came off 36 bombs. He is a power bat. He kills right-handed pitching. They have all right-handed hitters in the outfield. I'm not sold on T. Oscar. I'm all right with Gritchuk. I like Lourdes. He can swing it. He's pretty good in left field. If they go out and get Jock Peterson and Stripling and give the Dodgers that that payroll flexibility, 
The Jays have a bunch of guys. Youth Santiago Espinal fills in for Luis Rengifo, who they got. This is this screams to me like Blue Jays get in here. This is a big time power bat that they could add. Tyler, your thoughts? I man, as a Jays fan, I would be over the moon. I'm, I'm going to Toronto end of April. Going to catch a few games there. Getting to see the Red Sox and Yankees. It's going to be unreal. Um, if I go there and get to watch Jock Peterson play in a Blue Jays jersey, on top of everything else that they got going for him, I'll be over the moon. And like, it makes so much sense. You're just trying to help a team with salary. You're not giving up your top end prospects, and you're immediately improving your team. With a guy in Jock Peterson who's good now and can be that real solid veteran for you in two, three years when your young players hit their prime. I, you lay it out and it makes too much sense. It's too like, much sense. If they don't do it, it will pain me physically. <laughs> um, I want to share this with you guys. This mm -hmm. is happening as we're recording. Oh, breaking Joel, news. Joel Sherman of the New York Post has an exclusive story. The ML, or MLB is planning a radical change to their postseason, perhaps as soon as 2022, that would move it from five to seven teams in each league and have the best teams with the best records pick their first round opponents. Well, breaking news on the Prospects Baseball Show. Yes. That is amazing. Five to seven teams by 2022 if it goes through. It has to. The, the, I, I like the, the interactive The Major League element. Baseball has to expand the playoffs. Yeah, why, why not? Because then, otherwise, three quarters of the teams don't care and their fan base doesn't care anymore. You get to pick your opponent. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine the rivalries of oh, like yeah. whatever team in the first round goes, yeah, we want to play the White Sox. White Sox beat them and it's like, yeah, you wanted to play oh, us in the yeah. first round? The storylines are endless. Storylines. You're going you're gonna to have teams saying, we picked our opponent out of a hat because they don't want to piss yeah. anybody off. They'll do They'll do shows. Yeah. They'll be posting oh, on the, Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, Twitter poll. <laughs> we're going to pick we play? our opponent by a Twitter poll. <laughs> the, the social media traffic based on on that one idea alone, yeah. how much attention like does even that if, bring even to the game? Even if you said we're doing it and mm -hmm. you don't even consider what the, but just to get fan, like you have, yeah. you will have a million votes. And the other side of this too, I talked about the sad state of teams like the Red Sox just wanting to cut payroll and not their focus is on cutting payroll, not winning. If you go up to seven teams, that might solve that problem. Mm -hmm. Teams all of a sudden go, hey, all we got to do is get in and we're good enough to start winning if we get in. I think mm -hmm. that would, it would, yeah, just, and the money aspect too, it fits like, hey, we can get a best of five series if we squeak in as team six right. or whatever, right? Um, I, I love it. I think that's a great idea. When I saw it, my eyes like lit up. I was oh. just waiting to bring it up on the pod. Oh, that is so good. Breaking news here on uh, the Prospects Baseball Show. Uramchuk, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, you can hear Tyler uh, with Low Tide, 10 a.m. till noon on TSN 1260. You can watch him during the baseball season with the Prospects. And um, you, you've, this is probably the first time you've had a, a baseball conversation without the Expos coming up because most of them with Low Tide, yeah. the Expos ultimately <laughs> come up. Um, yeah, actually, I was going to joke about that earlier. You said, oh, you get to talk baseball with Low Tide. And I was going to go, well, no, I get to talk exp or yeah. listen to Low Tide talk expos. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as I bring anything up, he goes, it happened today. I, I bring something. He goes, this reminds me of the 86 season. That's it's right. like, yeah, here we go. I turn off my mic. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the expos talk. I love it. That, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks very much for coming in. Thanks we for look forward me. to yeah, uh, thanks, seeing you on the broadcast and uh, doing this again uh, maybe before the uh, the season starts. We might have to do maybe a uh, WCBL roundtable podcast or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Absolutely. and touch on how the uh, Blue Jays are looking early season. There we yeah. go. Thanks for this, man. Yeah, love to come back. Thanks. Uh, all right. This has uh, been uh, the Prospects Baseball Show, our interview segment with Tyler Uramchuk. We're back in just a few seconds. Let's get back to the action. This is the Prospects Baseball Show.
fun conversation with uh, Tyler Ramchuk, um, you know, uh, much younger than me, and we work together, but I love the passion, and, and I love the different... Um, I guess the different looks at, at baseball, like, you know, he has a different aspect of, uh, because he's younger than, than I do a different yeah. generation and stuff. So, uh, he, he's a fun guy to be around. And I, and I love that breaking news, uh, that he brought us that, uh, this, this playoff format could be, I mean, just um, like how nervous would you be picking your opponent? <laughs> like, don't you think that would make you a little bit nervous to give bulletin board material? Like, that's why I think... That's straight bulletin board like, material. That's why I think teams might be like, hey, we picked it out of a hat. <laughs> but, yeah. Which you wouldn't do. You would pick the best matchup for you. You would look at the matchup. Yeah, of course. Do you hit left-handed pitching better? Of you know, Who's got the bulb? Who's healthy? But whatever decision you make, the other team is going to be slighted. Yeah. So quickly to recap uh, the breaking news, it's an increase that suggested. Yes. Increase from five to seven teams with the wild card round expanding from a one-game playoff to a best of three. The new format could possibly go in effect 2022. Mm. The team with the best record in both the AL and NL would receive first-round buys, automatically advancing to the DS Mm -hmm. Division Series. The other two division winners would host all three games. They'd host all three of the best of three, as would the wildcard team with the next best record. Um, Let's see. Oh, and here it is. Here it is. (laughs) The division winner with the second best record in the league would then get to decide. Who they play. They get to decide which of the bottom three wildcard teams it wants to play in the opening round. A decision wow. that would be aired on live television on the final Sunday night of the season, just hours after the regular season. Crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Sign this, me up. Crazy. We should just have the fans vote it. What series they want? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Imagine, eh? That's awesome. I I, I I hope that happens. I, I think that would just bring so much more excitement. Uh, uh, everybody's going to be talking about the playoffs no matter what. I mean, that's... People will be just sitting waiting for this announcement. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, 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 it's a la the March Madness teams that are getting the at-large bids right. and everybody's waiting around except for this is at the Major League Baseball level. And um, I, I just view this as an interactive element to the game that that is maybe it just more, adds suit, intrigue. Yeah, more suited to where we're at in life with all the social and the ability mm-hmm. for everybody to access everything and if MLB plays it right which it sounds like they they want to is that they'll capitalize on this fully and create this event and this will be a you know where mark your calendar this is what's going on this mm-hmm. day all right uh really quickly you have pink hair uh just to remind people how they can uh, get in and uh, help out some kids yeah so it's the children's wish it's called the hair massacre uh you can uh, log on hairmassacre.com you click the donate, uh, type Jordan into the search. That's Jordan for me. Mm-hmm. And they'll take you to the Edmonton Prospects donation page. Um, this is all in support of the Children's Wish Foundation. Uh, their goal is to be able to grant wishes to kids that uh, dealing with some health issues. And what that does is it, it gives their family and loved ones an opportunity to create some memories um, as they, they may not have that opportunity as much as some of us might have so a great cause i've got pink hair till february 21st um my man homer's gonna join me on the on the cutting block Uh, we'll get some get some hair shaved off on the 21st and um just having a lot of fun with this i've I've had the opportunity to tell a lot of people as i do camps and and clinics and, and instruction all over the city 
and it's like, hey, what what do you have? If you don't know, the, the question is, why do you have pink mm. hair? And I get an opportunity to talk about it. So appreciate that. Be able to get the message out, Dino. Awesome. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed this program today with Tyler Ramchuk of TSN 1260. If you did, please subscribe and leave us a review because it really helps us boost the show properly. Um, and if you'd like to be a part of the show as an advertiser, email us, prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. That's going to wrap things up for us on the Prospects Baseball Show. We'll talk to you again next week. For Jordan Blundell, I'm Dean Millard. One more thing to say, ban the shift. <laughs> it's gone. It's a grand slam. And that's the ball game.